What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. I got this feeling that I've been here before. I got this feeling that I've been here before. Hello, welcome back to We Knows Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney. I'm Beth Newell. And we're back again to talk about our life, our kids. When you say welcome back, that's something that people do when they're coming back from a break on a show. Well, I assume everyone. Everyone's listened to every single episode. Everyone's listened to every single episode. And (laughs) how dare you be Despite the different levels of downloads on each of them. It's a mind game I'm playing with our new listeners who are like, oh my gosh, I've missed something. Everyone else has been around. Where have I been? I'm in the kitchen getting pretzels this whole time and there's a party in the living room. Welcome back. We'll start back off where we left off uh, mm-hmm. with our family. We're not going to give you any context right now. Welcome to We Knows Parenting. You missed it. You missed out. You don't know what we're talking about, but welcome. Nonetheless, it's been a week, Beth. How was it for you? It's been a week. Um, it was good. We had Bryn's birthday, which was Boy, we really very... dragged out the Bryn birthday I across know. three episodes. I we can't stop but it's finally happened it was an epic birthday it's the it's the most um aware our children have ever been of a birthday that was occurring around them oh yeah um he had two parties two parties he had the cake the cow cake at daycare which which was a huge success huge success and then we had his best friend over and his two parents and it was a epic giggle fest oh boy not not just the kids. Not just the kids. There's a lot We're of giggles to go around. Laughing. It was a nice reminder for me because, um, as you know, we've both 
been running in sort of comedy performer circles Mm -hmm. for a decade or so. And then sometimes when you're at a party talking to a non-comedy person, you're like, wow, this is so boring. (laughs) And then we had... Then you get really snobby. Then we had the... The parents of Bryn's best friend are like the nicest, smartest, funniest people ever, and they're so great. Uh, and I feel so lucky that that is who he's befriended. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think this is a huge part of becoming a parent is meeting people outside of your comfort zone, outside of your circles, and realizing that oh yeah, there's great people everywhere. Yeah, like we know plenty of <laughs> terrible. Uh, uh, Social destroying uh, comedians. <laughs> uh, social. Yeah, destroying. we won't name names, but you know who you are, Kevin. Um, I'm just thinking. Do I actually know anyone named Kevin? Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, I do. Not you, Kevin Cobbs, or. Uh, it's Kevin a funny Craig. dynamic because um, the dad of the two parents that we were hanging out with is like a little bit more like you, a little bit sillier and more outgoing, and then the mom is a little bit more, more quiet. And you and the dad got off on like a big, I don't, I don't know if I should name his name here, but you guys were, um, playing with this pig brand has that set, makes that oink sound. Should we play oh, it? Oh yeah. Stay right here. Talk about, describe it as I run and get it. So we got this pig, uh, okay. for, for Bryn one time and it, it makes a little bit of a weird pig sound, but sounds a little bit like a fart. Ooh, and, a uh, bit. I think you might Pardon all the extra noise, but I'm very excited as I put my headphones back on backwards. This pig sounds like this. Yeah. Oh, that sounded like a duck when you squeeze it too yeah, hard. Yeah, it's a little bit duck-ish. You gotta do it soft. Anyway, uh, our, I'm just gonna name names. Yeah. Our Bryn's best friend's dad named Matt, he discovered this pig, thought it sounded hilarious started he wasn't wrong started mouthing the noise as if it was coming out of his mouth then started pretending it was a fart he was making and well you, we escalated to fart as a group but he started a, i think he started <laughs> fart i mean like, he did you can but try it was to not, take credit for it but it was him and no you no were no very i'm, tr- I'm just it. trying to paint a picture that he didn't go straight to fart okay but he there was a, a lot the of like fun having pretending to have the pig sound come out of your mouth and make it open it your mouth when the pig sound's coming out. It started like this. they like, oh, I think I have a sneeze. Oh, oh, oh. <gasps> yeah, anyway. Great, great so joke. A lot of like pretend farting. It was very funny and the four-year-old boys were giggling their heads off. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they got into a little thing later when they were eating birthday cake where um, Bryn's best friend was like, quoting that song down by the bay and was like did you ever see a pig wearing a wig or something like that and yeah, he then he made it a rhyming game and i don't know if Bryn picked up on that yeah but then they both just started going off the rails being like have you ever seen a frog in the f- frog and that they like didn't they they don't know rhyming words so then they'd just be like have you ever seen Lucas doing Pukas? <laughs> and they were going crazy Every laughing. Brynn has done this since he was a baby, which is he understands the rhythm of a joke and he 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 wants that laugh so bad. Yeah. So he's like, hey, have you ever seen a cow in a dream? Bah! Oh, yeah. He would do a lot that were like, did you ever see a carrot with a... And then he'd look around the room and be like, glass of water <laughs> um, 
but they were dying and it was so funny to watch and Maven's giggling and she two days later she was like do you see a <laughs> and she was just it was out of the blue like she like understands the rhythm as well but doesn't understand what's happening but she's like, she takes it amazing. all in that girl misses nothing yeah um, including an opportunity to being fake sick yeah she's oh boy it sick. happened again Sick. She was fine. So this happened today. She was sick. She, I guess she threw up at daycare, but then was happy as a clam when she was picked up. Oh, 100%. So I uh, I had a shoot today. Going to make some money. Big deal. I'm at home. I take the big kids. Big bucks. Making the big bucks you on an internet only commercial. The most convenient shoot that could ever possibly happen oh because we live in the God. suburbs and it was a 15 minute drive from here somehow you were shooting at a high school it, it was a miracle when I mean, does any when is that anything that convenient ever happened in well life? it's a little a uh, little yin and yang last week i had to shoot uh something way down in in brooklyn and yeah, i was but there that makes logical sense that they would book a place in brooklyn. i assumed it, it just, would be that and then they're like it's a uh, it's in Rybrook. yeah like, this is very close Oh, so 11 then, uh, call time. So then you picked Maven up, then you had to hand Maven off to me, who had just come back from work after commuting into work, and then I mean, we drove you to been, your shoot, and yeah. then I realized she's not really sick, so I'm just going to run some errands if she's going to be preventing me from getting work done. So I took her into a store, and she started... Um, she was like very giggly and happy and running around and then she started farting and giggling. <laughs> like she was audibly farting and giggling <laughs> And I was like, I can't tell. The guy working Class there, I was like, act. I can't tell if he can, knows what's happening. He was like trying to fix the credit card machine or something. Yeah. But she was so happy. I, it was like she knew she was playing hooky. She was getting away with something. Yeah. I went, so you got the call that she was throwing up. Yeah. Because they call you for some reason, even though I'm the one who's there 95% of the time. And luckily... You had enough time to get on the train and come straight back. I literally got into Grand Central, was walking to the subway, got a text Maven was vomiting, turned right back around (laughs) and got back on the train. Well, Um, I went to pick her up before you got back and uh, I walk in and there's Maven. She goes, Daddy, wearing one of Bryn's shirts because she puked. And the women there were like, well, she threw up and then she devoured all of her lunch. So she seems to be fine. She ate Luckily, lunch at 10 a.m.? Well, I guess it was breakfast. It was 9.30. Oh, okay. Uh, but tomorrow, Bryn has a doctor's appointment already because he's got to get his shots for pre-kindergarten. And uh, so I called him up. I was like, I'm bringing a sick one. To-. She's not sick, but I, like, I feel like I have to have a doctor's note. If you've listened to this podcast, big theme, doctor's notes. Yeah, they don't want to hear about this anymore. So uh, you're doing that. But yeah, I'm bringing them both in and uh, it's going to be fine. So, this all matters because what's happening, Beth, in like seven hours? I'm flying out of here and leaving you forever. Oh, I didn't four days. I didn't realize it was forever. Uh, That's cool. I am going on the first fun mom trip since having kids. It's the first trip that's not at all work related. Mm-hmm. And it's just for fun. And it's been four years or so. Mm-hmm. I. This is also weird because prior to having kids and even during having kids, we didn't really have time for like, we didn't have money for fun trips that weren't like family related or 
just whatever. So it is truly bizarre to be able to take a trip that's just for fun. And well, that sounds great for you. It's going to be amazing. And I'm really excited about the trip that I found out you're taking in January to the Caribbean with your friends and without me. Mm-hmm. And you'd think that I would be annoyed. You might think that. But oh no, my darling. What it's I was thinking is self care. Yeah, what, what I was thinking is, ooh, you've done two. That means I get at least one. I'm going on a trip somewhere. Where are you gonna go on a trip? I don't know. Do I have to plan it? There's no way you ever do anything that isn't work related. So You're right. I'm going to Minneapolis in May. Good luck. It's work related. Um another funny thing that happened the other night is uh I was trying to get Brenda Maven to bed after their reluctant bath Mm -hmm. and um it was i think i guess it was like the end of the weekend and i was like oh man they're gonna be hard so i and brenda was started playing with a flashlight so i offered to tell him spooky stories in the dark in his bedroom and so uh he had the flashlight it was kind of like shining up at his face and then it like the battery burned out or something so Uh he dropped it but i was telling this spooky story about like a ghost that lived next to a house uh, a witch that lived next to a house full of ghosts and she heard a scary noise that was like woo woo or I, whatever the noise was they kept repeating it mm-hmm. and it was building a lot of tension in the room and the I'm witch, getting scared right the now. The witch checked in on the ghost house to see if they were hearing the noise but then when she said the noise to them they got scared. Wait 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 so this is a witch who's freaking out because her house is haunted? It doesn't matter. So I'm so I'm like telling this story. Maven and Bryn are attentively li- listening, and they're both going, oh, 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 and the tension is building and building. And then <laughs> I keep repeating the scary noise. And then Maven, who's now holding the flashlight that she picked up that Bryn dropped, and it's pointed up at her face. All of a sudden, the battery comes back on and shines a light on her face <laughs> and Bryn was clearly scared and then he starts laughing in surprise and he goes <laughs> Maven you got me <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny well I wasn't there but I imagine in your story that the scary sound it probably sounded a little like this <laughs> no you know what the sound was actually I just remembered it was the sound that was like Cuckoo, cuckoo. We never got to what the sound was because Maven interrupted with the flashlight and then we all started laughing. I I don't know if I've told this story on here already, but when I was in fourth grade, we I was trying to write a story and uh, it was a spooky story and I was trying to do it in the style of R.L. Stein, which we were all reading. <laughs> and for some reason it was like a about a bony finger, like a ghost bone finger. It was about a bony finger? Yeah. And... I was trying to come up with like a twist ending and no one I talked like none of the adults I was talking to could understand what I was going for and they yeah. would throw out ideas and I was like that's not a twist <laughs> and uh it was like it was just this bone that like poked holes in people's heads I guess at some point and wait 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 it's a bony finger is it attached to uh no it's a disembodied like finger bone <laughs> It was poking holes in people's heads. And I it was remember. like floating in the air like a drill. I remember meeting with my fourth grade teacher to discuss because obviously she wanted to like review everyone's stories with them one on one and just yeah. talk through like what, where it was coming from or what grammatical things needed fixed or whatever. And I knew even as a fourth grader that she was disturbed by what I had written. <laughs> like she was like, how did this come out of her? Great. That was our week. 
All right, now it's time for We Knows Wins. This is where we talk about a success in parenting. Beth, what is working? So in addition to keeping our son alive for four years, which is incredible. Oh, my gosh. Incredibly impressive. He's now entering preschool, which we've talked a little bit about. But we've started to get letters in the mail about preschool and what mm-hmm. it requires. And you have to pack a peanut-free snack every day and have a home folder and a backpack and different things. It's so weird. It's such a strange feeling to yeah. be parents of a school age child. That really affected you. It did. I By feel. By the way, it just started pouring rain. In case you hear that, um, you got the envelope, and it's it said. It said to the parents of Bryn McNerney. And you had an emotional moment? It's just, it feels emotional to be like the parents of someone who's entering society in a way. It's like, it's bizarre. And I just, and like, he's now, we've sort of, we first started mentioning preschool and he, just being a stubborn four-year-old, three-year-old, he was like, no, I'm not going to preschool. And now he's sort of understanding the idea a little bit better. And he started talking through it, and I think he's starting to get excited. I think that he's really jazzed that he knows that, because he's going to go to pre-K from daycare, because he's still going to go to daycare, and he's going with his friend there. Yeah. And so he knows that this is something they get to do, and the rest of the kids don't get to do it because they're younger, and I think that makes him feel special. Yeah. Also, my sister was talking to him in front of Maven and was like, Maven, are you going to miss Bryn when he goes to preschool? And Maven was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> and then Bryn was getting really mad and he was like, Maven, you're supposed to say you're going to miss me. Maven, you're supposed to miss people when they're gone. Yeah, when he thinks that being away from someone is the same thing as missing them. It's like saying, I miss you is the equivalent of saying, I haven't seen you for a period of time. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. It's yeah. funny that like that the parents of feeling, um, I was... Um, so I was on set today uh, eating lunch with some actors and a, a bunch of them were parents. So we started getting into parenting conversations and I realized part of me still sees myself as like a young parent and I don't know what I'm doing and everyone's older than me. And as we were talking, I still have that in my mind until I realized that everyone's kids, uh, almost everybody's, were younger than mine. Mm-hmm. And then I was the only one with two kids. And that, like, I was the expert on a lot of things, and and, I, and I still don't see myself as that. It's yeah, like, it's like I'm like, not really a parent. But I things think, like, addressed to the parents of Bryn McNerney are great reminders of, like, yeah, you're a fucking parent. You have been for four years. <laughs> you idiot! Oops, a pig just ate, hit my microphone. <laughs> I'm going to put this down. Bye, Piggy! It's funny, when, before your parents and you, like, the idea of parent conversations sounds incredibly boring for mm-hmm. some reason. I feel like it's stereotyped as being, like, it is, like, it does sometimes get into the minutia of, like, potty training and f- solid foods and shit uh-huh. that no one wants to think about if they don't have to deal with. But at its core, it's just about how do you deal with people who are sometimes very difficult mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's yeah. like that's interesting i think yeah what is interesting like, at this table there was a few parents there was uh two people without kids and somebody with a dog and they're like yeah, that's like my toddler 
and actually i just realized like having a dog is like having a toddler for its whole life where i'm like why would you want that you know like i love my toddler but i'm excited for them to be three four five well before i had kids i preferred babies and toddlers because they're so cute and i love if like they're so demanding but if you're hanging out with them for just one day it's really nice and refreshing to hang out with someone who like only wants to make sounds and like doesn't care not me baby i I like those four or five-year-olds that think I'm funny, and I'll fall down, and they love me forever. I think that the age of, like, infant to two-year-old is the age of kid that likes me. Yeah, and you you are you don't need anything from it. Well, like, <laughs> like I'm like I'm only gonna give you like you're clearly at a sensitive stage. I'm only gonna give you as much as you're ready for right now. If you need me to stand on the other side of the room while you think about whether I'm worth looking at, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you're the type of person where you're not so excited about a kid that you're like glaring at them, excited, which like makes kids nervous. You're there and you're available when they want you. And I think really small kids are attracted to how safe you are and how how needy you aren't. Yeah, but once you have kids, that age is insanity. And I... <laughs> no longer <laughs> love yeah. it as much. I realize that I've sort of inadvertently really just like threw all pet owners under the bus think uh, and and uh, and babies and toddlers. Um uh and of course like I understand people love their dogs. I never understood that. I was never into But you weren't pets. raised with I wasn't raised pets. with them and I think that was part of it cuz I'm like it's Especially in New York City, where like you're so, it's like having a child where you're tied to your house and you have to go back all the time. Um, yeah. This is well, this is a this is a this is a hot take <laughs> that I have right now. And that was we knows wins. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a Day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a papertarian 
someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This next segment is called Did You Knows? This is where we share a parenting-related fact. All right. Um, it's continuing to rain outside, if you can hear it. So we're having a, a cozy nighttime recording. And now it's time for some knowledge. All right. This um, is an article. I believe oh, – didn't write it down. Again. I believe it's the New York Times, though. Um, this was pretty recent. So you might have seen it. Um, a generationally perpetuated pattern. Daughters do more chores – uh, they also earn less allowance, suggesting that the gender inequality in pay begins at home and early in life. But there are signs that the gap is narrowing. Uh, but girls still spend more time on household chores than boys do. They are paid, also paid less than boys for doing chores and have smaller allowances. One recent analysis, for example, found that boys aged 15 to 19 do about half an hour of household work a day and girls about 45 minutes. Although girls spend a little less time on chores than they did a decade ago, the time that boys spend hasn't significantly changed. Boys are also paid more allowance than girls for doing chores, according to uh, analysis of 10,000 families that use uh, this chore app. Boys using the app earned twice what girls did for doing chores, an average of $13.80 a week compared with girls, which is six seventy-one. Uh, boys are also most more likely to be paid for uh, personal hygiene, like brushing, brushing <laughs> teeth or taking a shower, and girls are more likely to pay, be paid for cleaning. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, and uh, so there's a few more things. Women do more of the inside work, like cooking, cleaning, and laundry, while men do more of the outside work. These are adults, like mowing the lawn or taking out the trash. Previous research has found that the same divide happens with children's chores. Chores are practicing for adult living, so the problem is it um, gets generationally perpetuated. Uh, so the, this mirrors the shift with adults. Uh, married men now spend 1.1 hours a day on housework. That's up from 55 minutes in 1983. And married women's time spent on chores has decreased, but is still double that of men, 2.2 hours a day down from 3.8. The one statistic that was not in here that I suspect is part of the the pay discrepancy, although probably not all of it, is they seem to be measuring it on how much money per time it takes to do the chore as opposed to what the chore is. And I... W- I, they I, seem to be. What are? How are you? I think that girls naturally take longer to do a task. Be, no, because they're more likely to think through and do it well. No. Whereas boys are like, 
boom, no, boom. no, 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 no. You don't think so? that that would be me when I did chores? It was like, how fast can I do this? And I probably didn't do it. Do you remember last night when I was cleaning up the kitchen and I handed you a beer bottle to put in the recycling, and I cleaned up like ten different dishes, wiped the counter down. And I turn you at some point during this walked over to the sink, rinsed out the beer bottle, and then just never made it. To this the does not bin. count at all. First of all, I clean up that kitchen almost every single I night know, by myself. But you but are this so was in the middle slow of me. Chores. I was reading all about <laughs> Michael Cohn. Uh, but uh, this is not pleading guilty, implicating not... the president of the United States in a direct oh my God. crime, and I was freaking out reading this thing, and okay. I had this bottle in my hand, and I lost all track of it's everything. It's not atypical for you to take hours, if not days, to perform one task that you say you're going to do. Ugh, that's so unfair. I'm so good now. I didn't say you don't do stuff. I'm saying you're right. I Sometimes don't... that is definitely true. I <laughs> these boxes, these boxes over here, they've been here for three days. Um, but that's because I put I them in the corner. I guarantee that them. is so much more a male trait to say you're going to do something like take boxes out and then leave it for a full week. I bet the statistics are in your favor. <laughs> but back to my point. This, this I takes know me, they are. This takes me back to one I've of my... I've conducted f- anecdotal research. One of my favorite episodes of Brain Games... Uh, which has some great shows, uh, great episodes. I love neuroscience where they, um, I forget what it was, but it was just like gender competitions. Uh, and they had, uh, I'm, I'm mixing some up, I'm sure. But they had men and women competing to pack a trunk. And women were far more likely to like look at the thing they needed to do, check all the pieces, think about it. And they read, they actually read all the directions yeah, but what you're saying is misleading because women do stuff like that to save time later so they know where shit is. And men, at the end of the day, are making everything take longer. <laughs> these aren't these aren't generaliz- generalizations <laughs> in any way. This, but you don't think... I've talked to other women. If you yeah. recall, I compare notes with other moms Where do you do this? Do you have Facebook. some sort of forum? Is it online? We share. We help each other. We have community. Well, uh, let's rewind. So chores. We've talked about chores in our past. We, we've done. Uh, yeah. I, it's hard for me to speak to the money thing because I don't remember ever getting paid to do a single chore. But I do know that my brother was asked to mow the lawn and my parents very much wanted him to get out of the house mm-hmm. to do that. Uh, they were trying to get him off the computer. And when I would offer to mow the lawn, they wouldn't let me. And that's no really one, interesting. No one ever would teach me how to mow the lawn because... They just decided I didn't need to know as a girl. Yeah. They didn't say that out loud, but it was definitely. Well, I I think that's the the biggest thing I took from this is the like, yeah, my chores were never. They, it wasn't dishes. It wasn't cleaning up. It wasn't the stuff that I had to put put a lot of time and energy into getting myself to do as, as an adult. <laughs> no, it was outside stuff. It was mowing the lawn. It was like a general pick things, sort things. Yeah. It was not the finer points of actually cleaning a home. Traditionally female roles, you know, and so those gender roles were part of my chores. It's hard to tell, though, because I had it was four boys in our family. So if we had a daughter, would they have different chores to do? Um, Yeah, It feels like a lot of these like male chores are like 
they're holdovers from like a day the days when people like lived on farms and like tractors needed to be fixed and stuff and now they are like somewhat irrelevant like non-urgent activities where men have an excuse to just like putter around and like not (laughs) do useful things hey uh your choice this week bryn i want you to just just sort of putter around you know and don't make it worse than it is it's like let's organize the garage that we never use for anything because we live in 2018 so i have been reading some things about uh chores and when you should start instilling uh, a, a work ethic and a lot of people a lot of that things i've read are like three and four is a good time to get into it like boy we don't expect anything of bryn and i'm now i'm starting to worry like like picking up the other day he dumped all the legos on the ground yeah and i was like we have to pick these up and he helped me for a little bit until he got bored i know we need to work on that because it's going to be a very uphill battle with him he's not interested in attending to the needs of others or Mm -hmm. the group yeah. Uh, <laughs> so well, we should be conscious of that when we give them chores that uh, they're let's just, the same thing. Or if they have different things, they have to trade off each week. Let's do a little test I, yeah, I in know. raising our kids. There's like, despite what I just said about usefulness, I do think there is something to be said for like letting people do the chores that they are are drawn to. Hmm. See, there's, I feel like there's missing data in this article because I, how many people within a single family have like a daughter and a son and are paying them different amounts? Definitely a lot of people. I'm sure like... Really? I don't want to make a lot of offensive generalizations, but I've been on a, a Christian Instagram rabbit hole lately and I will have I have to imagine that like... Heartland, Middle America, people who go to church, there still is like a strong attitude of like boys do this and girls do this. Well, that is a big generalization. Uh, no, it is there, not. There are certain trends, but it's it not is, just. It's not just like Christian mentality. I'm not saying it's just Christian. I'm just saying it's. If you follow these Christian Instagram accounts, they it's built in <laughs> yeah. to their world that men are listened to. And women should tend to the needs. And that's not foreign to the people we grew up with either. Because any family event, you see the women cooking, cleaning, serving. You're talking about a very specific type of... uh, uh, I mean, there's there's trends. No, it's not. No, this is all across the country. Yes, yes, yes. Think of the last family event you attended and who was cooking and cleaning. Right. I'm just cautious of of pinhole, like... Pinning down just Christians as being I guilty of this. I just okay, said everyone. <laughs> great. Then then I agree. But I, what you're talking about, there are some specific very Christian-based Instagram accounts, one of which followed it, us I'm recently. Not, this is that not was an, specifically Chris, like Christians against the cruelty of chores or something. But this is not... Okay, you're acting like I'm making an unfair generalization in middle America, but like we... Most of America is different from the people we talk to day to day. And if I were to talk to like any of the people I normally interact with day to day and I was like, oh no, this new Me Too story happened, they'd be like, oh God, yeah, another one. People I know when they go back to their families in other states 
and they say me too, their families are like not just 50-something, 60-something people. 20, 30-something people are like, okay, I think me too is getting a little much now. Can we roll it back? Or they're like, <laughs> me too. Or, or they're <laughs> like, I'm against racism, but you know what? People shouldn't say honky either. That's also offensive. Like they always want to... They always want to argue that reverse racism is a thing. So, yes, I do think the gender roles and the gender, the way chores are getting doled out and monetized are still probably fairly backwards across um, the country. I'm not going to argue any of that. I, I, I agree. Anyway, <laughs> let's pay our kids the same amount. I vow. Yeah. Maybe let's just let's just go for it. You know, and let's what? make sure Bryn actually does his chores before he gets paid for them. Yeah. Well, let's uh, maybe let's just pay Maven more, and we'll just balance <laughs> it out for the rest of the nation. Yeah. Let's do that. Sorry, Bryn. <laughs> We've definitely thought this through. Now it's time for Would You Knows. This is where we posit a hypothetical parenting situation. To the other to see how we would handle it. This one's interesting. This one's a little different. And uh, I think I know what you're going to say, but may- maybe maybe you won't. Hmm. This comes to us from Joel. Joel wants to know, okay, so in this scenario, your child has six fingers on each hand. Do you get the surgery to remove the extra digits or no? Hmm... This is a tough one. I guess I would talk to the doctors. Uh, I think the weird thing about a six finger is it doesn't look like a normal finger. It's sort of like a weird little pinky toe sort of thing. You, you know this? You've yeah. Usually this when people have a six finger, it doesn't yeah. look like their other finger. So it does have like, it's a very like attention getting. Yeah. So it's not like Princess Bride where you, have, you can no, fill out a full that would be six beautiful. glove finger. As you know, our daughter has one webbed toe. Yes, this is this is the first thing I thought of why I picked and it. Maven has a full-on webbed toe. Yeah, and when we saw it when she was born, I was like, this is great. I love it. She's a witch. She got us a free car. She's magical. Um, it's and only on one foot. It's just we these brought two it, toes together. Yeah, it's on one foot. We brought it up to the pediatrician, and in my mind, it was almost just sort of bragging. Like, I was like, look at this. You seen Have you seen these? this perfect webbed toe? Yeah, and he was like, okay, well, um, you might be able to get that fixed soon, or you could wait till she's a grown-up to get it fixed or whatever. And I was like, get it fixed. That was not quite right. He he, he gave that as one of the options. He didn't say, well, he didn't say like, well, this is definitely something you He didn't get say fixed. definitely, but he kind of implied like that he thought we wanted to get it fixed. He's probably encountered stuff like that before and does make the assumption that parents are worried about it because in general, parents are worried yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean, everything. anything we bring up to him, he tries to like calm us down as if we're on edge no matter how relaxed we are about it. You, yeah, you can I, see all the other conversations he's had with people reflected off of his face when these things come up. Yeah, but I, this in particular, I was like, don't touch my daughter's web toe. She, and um, you're like, actually, can you sew up some of the other ones? Because <laughs> that web toe is lonely. was a mermaid in a past life. Um, well, obviously. So, but the finger thing is different because it's very out in the open and you have to sort of factor in how the kid is going to feel about it as they get older and they're like a teenager and... I, that is one where, you know, in, in, in an idealized 
version of this. You're like, you know what? Let's let this kid decide. Let's let him grow up. But <laughs> if it is something that visible and something that is uh, very, I was going to say, fixable, and it's that, very, that implies yeah, I'm sure that it's this a is very, a wrong it's a relatively thing. simple surgery and like low y- risk. Yes, that that is. It's like, you know what? That's going to draw attention to someone that may cause them to be self-conscious and be ridiculed and uh, affect the, their level of confidence growing up. And do I want to risk that? That might be something I'd be like, yeah, do it. I could definitely see this being a point of contention between us because like, there's mm-hmm. part of me that would want to just leave it and see. Yeah. Like just, I don't well, know. Well, I had a really interesting experience. When we worked at that school, there was a kid um, there who had... Um, a lazy eye. I don't know what the appropriate term is for that. And he was a kid that got into a trouble a lot. And it made me realize like how powerful eye contact is. And like as a playground monitor, I'd yell at, I'd just yell kids' names and then I'd make sure that they saw me and I'd connect and just shake my head and that's all I needed to do. And with this kid, like a few times, I remember just being like, hey, uh, I'll call him Kevin. Kevin, and he'd look at me, and I didn't think he was looking at me because it was across the playground, and that'd be Kevin, and I'd like keep on him, and then I realized he was, and I'd feel really bad, and I could feel that like I, he's not getting the same focus and treatment, and he sort of was like a quiet kid, and then he had over the summer like surgery, and it was fixed. For this was his eye. Yeah. And when he came back the next year, it you could see the confidence build in this kid that like he could feel people could read him differently. They yeah. treated him differently. But that's a different one because that is, eye contact is such a big part of your day to day. I do yeah. remember there was a kid in my middle school who had like a small deformed hand. It was like something from birth. And he at some point they were putting like growth plates in or something to try to make his mm-hmm. fingers grow longer. But and I remember as a middle schooler being like, "Why now? Like what? It's like it didn't seem like it was going to get more functional. It was just like this weird mm-hmm. aesthetic choice." And also he was really cute, and I was like, "You're, you're like, fine." You're like I don't mind. I was like, "You look great." You're probably a witch, and uh, I'm in love with you. <laughs> Obviously, that's tricky because you should you should raise your child to be confident in who they are. But if like there is a simple, not I'm I'm sure like cleft palates and things happen all the time, and that is a common surgery where it's like, yeah, why not? Well, cleft palates I think is a function thing. Depending on the severity of the palate, it is actually makes it hard for them to chew food and stuff. Yeah, I mean that has a a wide array of, of possible problems. But six fingers. You don't need them. You know what? If you have six fingers and you're listening to this podcast, please, tell us why you held on to them. Please tell us if you know people with six fingers. I bet if I'm sure it's hard in childhood at a certain age, but I feel like if you knew someone who lived to adulthood with six fingers, it's just a lovable part of them. I mean, if they're a lovable person, like, what if they're a real asshole? Yeah, but I mean... I'd be like, that weirdo with his six fingers. But if they're the coolest, I'd be like, Sharon's so cool. She has six fingers. They're probably cool. Yeah. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. 
When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This next segment is called Listeners Want to Knows. This is where we get some questions from our listeners. All right. We have some listener mail. So we got a ton of emails actually this week about our lovely little spat we had last week and a conversation about male vulnerability. <laughs> and I'm going to pull those all together and we're going to do that next week. Um, so thank you to everyone who wrote in. We got some actually really interesting and like honest yeah, emails. I'm, I'm glad people appreciated that conversation because I was afraid people were just going to tune out halfway through the episode. Well, I will say that uh, we made some assumptions about who would agree with us based on gender lines. Mm-hmm. And it was not exactly what you'd think. Hmm. That's a preview for next week. All right. So first of all, this email comes to us from uh, Allison. Who wants to say that she loves the show? I'll skip the compliments for us. She has one boy born on April Fool's Day and another one on the way in January. Here's the problem Luke has always been an angel. This is the older, uh, the currently born child. <laughs> the uh, one she's aware of. The one that's uh, out, uh, outside of her. 
Luke has always been an angel. He didn't do terrible twos or threes, but OMG, he is a terrible four-year-old. He is super demanding and thinks he runs the show. He also seems unhappy all the time, no matter what I do with him. Like, it's never enough, and I just want to pull out my hair and cry sometimes. My parents say he's acting this way because of the new baby on the way. He knows about the baby, but doesn't really acknowledge it, and I'm not entirely sure if he understands what's going on. Did Bryn start to act funny when Maven was coming into the picture? Allison, yeah. Yes, yeah. he did. He, he was only 20 months old. He was 20 months old, but it was. it's like they have a sixth sense where they pick up on the fact that a baby's coming, and they... Get very clingy. Get very, very clingy. Bryn was waking up in the night a lot when he was, like, a month before Maven was born. Like, out of the yeah. blue, he just started waking up again. I've said this before, and I have, I don't know if this is true, but it feels very true, where I imagine it's an evolutionary advantage for kids, you know, hunter-gatherer babies out in the woods when their mother starts going into labor, they can't watch a small child. So it's in that child's best interest to suddenly become clingy and stay near the mom when they sense that something's getting close as opposed to running off. Sure. Sounds like a good theory. I also felt like a week before Maven was born, Bryn was waking up like every night and I kept feeling like she was visiting him him at night to be like, I'm coming. I'm taking over your Get life. Get ready for me. You're I'm coming. <laughs> and he was like, stop it. He yeah. was like, don't come. I've got a good thing going here. Uh, yeah, Allison, that's what's happening. Luke um, just has his younger sibling's uh, pre-born ghost in his head haunting <laughs> him. No, but I mean, I have heard um, more... Um, grounded theories, uh, less woo-woo theories about how, um, even if they're not, you know, psychically picking up on the fact that you're pregnant, they pick up on the energy in the room, which is that there's a lot of hubbub from the adults around that oh, like yeah. a baby's coming. So there's different there. They know something is up. Also even, mama's huge. And mom's huge. And Bryn used me like a very luxurious pillow for the last few months. Oh yeah. He loved using your belly as a pillow. Yeah. Here's a crazy thought. Do you think there is some something going on with milk production where suddenly your child can sense or smell in the air this memory of breastfeeding and of milk and that level of connection and feeling that mm. desire and realizing you can't have it and getting needy? Crazy. No. But what if it's true? Bryn was still breastfeeding when I got pregnant with Maven. And when he, you got pregnant? Yeah. When but not not near the end. But that doesn't happen till later. When do you when when do your boobs get full of milk? I within a pregnancy. Know, like they're not full of milk. They start right. It's like leaking th- colostrum maybe towards the last month. Just right. tiny specks of it. What if your older child can smell it? And it reminds them of being a baby, and suddenly they have attachment it's issues. Possible. I don't. I know. Like a f- couple weeks ago, Bryn, I had he hadn't been using his blankie too much. So at one point, I just stuffed it in the closet to see if we were like done with it. Yeah. And then we were having like a difficult bedtime a couple weeks ago, and he kept like coming out, and he was like, "I want my blankie." So I got out of the closet and gave it to him. But it was like it was almost as if like part of him 
was just feeling vulnerable and he sort of yeah. like regressed to like a younger. <laughs> we said, sorry, Bryn, we need your blankie. It's part of our uh, random sound insulation process <laughs> for recording a podcast about you. We have so many blankets around us right now. We really need to come up with a more permanent solution. Um, I like it. Yeah. All right. Here's another email. Are you ready for this? Yeah. This comes to us from Sarah. Podcast is great. I have an 18-month-old, and your podcast makes me feel a little less insane. You're welcome. Such as when uh, all the, such as when all the pear I just cut up flew onto the ground. I told my at the time 10-month-old to just eat it off the floor. <laughs> Seemed easier to me than cleaning both the floor and his high chair. Mm-hmm. Or when I found out the afternoon after his first day of daycare at 16 months that he had. Oh, croup? Croup, yeah, that's a coughing thing. And then she goes, oops, thanks for publicly sharing your crazy, Sarah. Boy, I I'm I relate to that, that like they've thrown the food on the ground and you're like, oh, another, you just can't. You do, I don't, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that our dining room table, like the carpet was just covered in little tiny bits of food because you have to cut everything up so small for them so they don't choke yeah and then they just throw it everywhere and so your floor is just littered with food and at a certain point you just start to evaluate the messiness of the food and what it's like later so like peas if they're left on the floor for a couple days they just get hard and then vacuum up easily (laughs) so you're like i'm not gonna pick up all those peas i'll just deal with that later blueberries by the way our our new black and white carpet i found a encrusted blueberry on the black part and i was like oh i started to scrape it up and i'm like i don't have the energy right now and you know what you can't see it see if you can find it yeah blueberries kind of a nightmare You, you have to pick your battles oh yeah I love that she just let the kid eat him off the floor. I have a lot of respect for that, Sarah. There was, I remember watching shows years ago when it was like shows, they do show like reality shows about like quintuplets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they, they would be like, you know what? It's just too hard to like get them all seated and feed them. So what we do is we keep our kitchen floor very clean. And then when it's mealtime, we just throw a bunch of Cheerios all over the floor for all of them. <laughs> and I was like, that's perfect. You might as well just have a trough. Yeah. That's what we do, but we don't keep things clean. <laughs> we just let them drop it. I pick a lot of food up and I go, here you go. I have some immunities. This has been We Knows Parenting. You guys can find us on Facebook at the We Knows Parenting page, Instagram and Twitter. We are at We Knows Pod. Our website is weknowsparenting.com. You can... Uh, Email us there. We have merch available, some fun T-shirts on the site. Um, Peter, what's our Google voicemail? You can also leave us a voicemail, 347-384-7396. You can find that on all of our social media accounts, descriptions, yep. and the website as well. Email us at weknowspod at gmail.com. That's right. And uh, hey, how about leave us a review? Why don't you write it up? Rate, Tell us review, that we're pretty. Subscribe. And uh, that would be cool. And um, what else? You know what? Just keep going. (laughs) Keep doing it. Whatever it is and whomever you are. It always gets better. It could never be as hard as however small your kid is right now. You got this. That's our new new catchphrase. Hashtag you got this. Until next time. bye. Bye.
This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary, stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com.